Since the Washington Nationals are winning right now, we have to bring up the question. Is it realistic at this point that this Nationals team could be in the postseason hunt come October? I'll answer that question right after this. You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed. And thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day as we are free and available wherever you get your podcast. And if it's your first time tuning in, I'm your host, Ryan Clary, and we are part of the Locked On Podcast Network where you get your team Every single day later in the show, we're going to preview this Nationals Mets series as we might be able to see a Max Scherzer return. We don't know yet. I'll answer all those questions for you. But also in the second segment around the 10 minute mark, I'm going to be telling you guys about two prospects down in Fredericksburg. One you definitely heard of and a second one you may not have heard of, but I'm going to tell you everything about him because he has been one of the better prospects in all of minor league baseball up to this point in 2023. But we're going to start out with the main question here, and that is, can this Nationals team sustain this success and be in the postseason hunt by October? Because right now, as it stands, the Nationals are only three or two and a half games out of the wild card spot, that third wild card spot. And now to answer that question, can the Nationals sustain this success moving forward. I'm going to make it real quick. I don't believe so. And the reason why I say I don't believe that this Nationals team is set for the postseason currently is because of the lineup at hand right now. Let's take a look around the diamond. Right now in left field, you mainly have Lane Thomas or Alex Call. When healthy, Victor Robles in center field, and then in right field, Lane Thomas. In the infield, you have a third baseman, Jamer Candelario, who has been very good defensively so far this year. Then you have your young stud shortstop, C.J. Abrams. Second base, another young stud with Luis Garcia. First base, defensive stout guy, Dominic Smith. Behind the plate, Kibert Ruiz, and of course, that pitching sap I'll get into later in this segment. But looking around this roster right now, and this lineup in particular, the Nationals just simply, in my mind, do not have the offensive production that it needs to be in postseason baseball. Now, I talk about this a lot. Pitching wins in the postseason. You have to have the pitching before you have to have the offense, in my mind. And I think, really, if you ask anybody about that, I think they would agree. But this Nationals team right now, as it stands, the run production simply is not there just yet. And while this team does battle, And also, while this team does look good at times, and as we've seen them against the Giants and the Guardians and all these other decent, well-put teams, the Nationals simply just aren't there yet. And I think that's a tough pill to swallow for some people. Because I've made this case before, and I'll make it again. You could make the case that in this lineup right now, there is the core of the next postseason team. 
That is, you may ask, C.J. Abrams, Luis Garcia, Kiber Ruiz, maybe Victor Robles at this point. Those are the guys right now in this lineup who I think you could put in pen, not including Lane Thomas, but C.J. Abrams, Luis Garcia, and Kiber Ruiz. Those three guys right now are your offense going forward. Those are the three guys that really you need production from for this team to make any sort of noise. Now, while they have made some noise absolutely so far in this 2023 season, but is it sustainable? And I just don't believe that it is because of some of the numbers that we have come up with. One, our slugging is still way down the board. Our on-base percentage is down. Our walk rate is not that great. But most importantly, you could say, as some may say, the batting average numbers are there. They are there. This Nationals team is getting hits. We understand that. We keep on seeing that. And that is a good thing from this team. We want to see numbers like this. But at the end of the day, I just don't think this this lineup and what we do is sustainable in the long run for a season like this. The Nationals could get into contention. Don't get me wrong. I do believe this point in this part of the season that the Nationals actually have showed some good stuff here. But it would take a lot of trades to make this lineup really look polished, put some makeup on. And in order to do that, This Nationals team would have to sell away some of the prospects that they have been working for, that they have been breeding in their own system. And at this point, any rebuild, I'm not doing that. I'm not shipping away Elijah Green for some players that can help you right now. I'm certainly not trading away James Wood for anybody right now. And I'm definitely not going to trade away second-round pick Jake Bennett, who's been dealing down in low-A Fredericksburg. All those different guys – Brady House is even in that conversation. Those are guys that you would have to move around to make this team right now competitive. And we just simply aren't there yet. This lineup is not built for the 2023 season. It just simply isn't. You're going to see guys like Jamer Candelario, maybe Joey Manessis, maybe Lane Thomas shipped away at the deadline. That's the way that we're looking at this. Dominic Smith is in that conversation as well. But looking at this team, it's not built for right now. This is a core team that has a few pieces, a part of the next postseason run, and you just need to continue to develop those main guys. And the guys that you have around them, like Elaine Thomas and Alex Call, uh, Joey Manessis, Dominic Smith, those are guys that right now, in the moment, they are valuable to this team but they certainly are not starters on that next postseason run. You could make the case for Joey Manessis being a DH. He has started to turn a corner just a little bit. But also, he hasn't really had the slugging numbers that we expected from him. Because this Nationals team still sits in 28th in that department right now with a 362 slugging percentage. That is 28th in all of baseball. That is not good. The teams below us are the Detroit Tigers and the Cleveland Guardians. And the Guardians are much better than what they have shown so far in 2023. I promise you that. But then ahead of us are teams like the Astros, who have been really scuffling so far in 2023. The Reds, the Mariners, the Marlins, 
those teams who haven't really had the offensive production. We're starting to see that same thing with this Nationals team. But now let's look at the pitching staff, because I do think there is an argument for the pitching staff being good enough for this Nationals team. Mackenzie Gore, Josiah Gray, Trevor Williams, Jake Irvin. Those four guys have looked relatively solid so far in the 2023 season. Patrick Corbin, when he has Riley Adams, and honestly, Patrick Corbin over his last few starts has looked pretty damn good himself. So when looking at these guys, looking at the pitching rotation, the pitching rotation, I think there is a case that you could say, check. They are a postseason staff. Up to this point, I think you could make that argument. But it's the lineup. It's the lack of hitting. The awareness. The immaturity. And the immaturity, what I mean by that, is age. These are young guys. We got to let them develop more. We're not going to be shipping away at the deadline in buying. That would be the worst decision that this team has made since God knows what. But this team is not in a win-now mode. Our eyes have to be set on the future. And that future is 2024 and 2025. You cannot be dishing out prospects and shipping them away for pieces just to win right now. Because this team is not a World Series contender. And if you say that they are, great. You're a fan. You should be happy with this team. This team has been really good so far for what the expectations were set at the beginning of the year. But also be realistic. This team's not going to be winning right now. And you have to have your eyes on the future because that is where the success will happen. Let Mike Rizzo develop these guys. Let Mike Rizzo do what he does best and create a decade-long window of winning. Because he's done it before, I'm willing to bet that he could do it again. And going into that decade-long window of winning, I'm starting to think that these two Nationals prospects down in Fredericksburg with Brady House, and I'm going to tell you about that second guy before I get to Brady House, but of course, before we get into either of those guys, I have to tell you guys about our friends over at So Rare. And guys, our new sponsor, So Rare, is a revolutionary fantasy baseball game and marketplace transforming fans into owners with officially licensed digital cards on featuring players from across all 30 MLB teams. Unlike other fantasy baseball platforms, so rare managers truly own their fantasy experience, collecting, buying, selling, and competing with player cards against global opponents to win epic rewards. Win or lose, you still own your cards, and there's no cost to play. Plus, the more you win, the more you advance, collecting increasingly powerful cards and accessing next-level competitions and rewards. So rare recently partnered with MLB All-Stars, Juan Soto and Julio Rodriguez. Just because Juan Soto is involved, you know I'm getting involved as well. That is my guy. Head to SoRare.com slash LockedOn. That's spelled S-O-R-A-R-E.com to draft your team of free player cards, set your lineup, and start competing today to win epic rewards. Again, that's SoRare.com slash LockedOn to start playing today. And now we get into it with the two prospects who I believe that this Nationals team could really be looking for down the line and helping this team succeed when it comes to it. And I've been plugging that one prospect that not a lot of people may know about, but you should know about. And that's before we get into Brady House. That is second round pick 
20-year-old outfielder in the 2021 MLB draft, Dalen Lyle. A lot of people may not know this name. And honestly, for good reason. He was a second-round pick. In the MLB draft, maybe the marks like myself, maybe you and I are those people. We look at these guys and we're like, oh, this guy could be something. Ooh, this guy could be good. But at the end of the day, it's still tough to really predict what these guys can do way down the line. But so far, Dalen Lyle sitting at the number 16 prospect in the organization has undoubtedly been the best hitter in the national system. Right now, in these these games, in 21 games down in low A Fredericksburg, he's got a 325 batting average, a 554 slugging percentage, a 418 on base percentage, and a 972 on base plus slugging. Not only are those numbers gigantic all across the board, the batting average, the on-base percentage, and the slugging, but this is kind of the guy that the Nationals expected when they were scouting him back in that 2020 area, 2021 as well. Now, Dalen Lyle, some of you may be like, where has this guy been? Where has he been? He hasn't performed since 2021 down in Rookie League. He's 20 years old. He was drafted out of high school. Where has he been? He has been recovering from Tommy John surgery. And when he had that Tommy John surgery, it was after that 2021 season. Well, now he's healthy. And right now, he has been by far and away the Nationals' best prospect down in the minor leagues. When you look at him, he's not that big. He's 5'11 and 195 pounds. But he has found a way to not only generate power, but most importantly, generate extra base hits as he's got eight doubles, a triple on the year, and one home, or three home runs to go with that. My apologies. But I think the stat here that I really like about him, through 21 games so far, and for a young guy who hasn't played baseball since 2021, he has 13 walks on the year with 17 strikeouts. That's a relatively impressive number for a 20-year-old who is still developing, and not only is he still developing, But this is someone who could be really good down the road. And he's only 20 years old. 20-year-old doing this, who is, by the way, a two-time Kentucky Gatorade Player of the Year in that state back in high school, junior year and senior year. He showed an advanced hit tool, not only down in high school, but he's showing it up in this single-A level. Now, at the end of the day, it is low A. He's 20 years old. But when the Nationals have someone like Elijah Green, who I still think will be a very good baseball player, but he has been struggling. And also, we have to realize this. We talk about Christian Vaccaro. We talk about Elijah Green, James Wood. All those guys aren't sure things. You have to have guys in the later rounds like a Dalen Lyle, someone who could come up and really play instantly and play really well. And that is something that Dalen Lyle has starting to show at this point. You can't put all your eggs in one basket, especially when it comes to the outfield guys. Outfielders get injured at a much higher rate than infielders do. They got to run around a lot, make a play, lay out. You're running for 30 feet, and guess what? You're going airborne. You might fall and break a rib. Who knows? Injuries happen in this game, especially in the outfield. So to have someone like Dalen Lyle, who's starting to show up, and especially for a year removed from the game, He is coming and putting up these monster numbers, again, 
only through 21 games. But if he can produce, if he can show that this is not a fluke, that this is the guy that the Nationals drafted back in 2021, we got ourselves a very good ball player. And not only do I expect Dalen Lyle to be much higher on the draft board or on the prospect list going into this midseason, but at the end of the day, this guy could be a top 100 prospect by midseason. And I truly do mean that if he continues to put up numbers like this. Second round pick Gunnar Henderson from the Baltimore Orioles. He was a second round pick just like Dalen Lyle. Now, one was a little different than the other. Gunnar Henderson was someone who was, at that time, a hard commit to college. The Orioles manipulated some draft stock, gave him some more money in that second round. He decided to sign with them. Dalen Lyle was not really in that category, but he is a second-round pick. He is a young guy that the Nationals can choose to develop. When you draft someone at the age of 18 years old or 19 years old, you've got a lot of control in what they do. Dalen Lyle is kind of one of those guys who could pan out to be something and not only just be something, but be something special. That is the kind of skill set that he has shown so far. While he does need to work on some defensive adjustments, and I haven't seen him in person, I haven't really watched too much of him on video as well, but from what I can see, he will need to eventually work on a set outfielder position. But as far as the hit tool goes, there is no doubt about it that Dalen Lyle has been the Nationals' best bat in the system. So Dalen Lyle is someone that you need to watch out for. But also, another top prospect down in low-way Fredericksburg who has been wildly impressive is Brady House. 2021 first-round pick as well in that tandem with Dalen Lyle. And again, in 19 games, he's batted 290, a 400 on-base percentage, and a 493 slugging. That's good for an 893 OPS. While he hasn't had the extra base hits that Dalen Lyle has. He only has three doubles on the year, a triple, and oh, he's got three home runs as well. But something that, again, I really like about this, 13 walks to 19 strikeouts for someone who is still, still only 19 years old. Brady House last year was out for a majority of the season with a back injury. That concerned me a lot. I talked about it in the offseason and how the Nationals weren't really that open about the injury and really what was happening with him. Well, Brady House has shut me up completely because this guy coming out of that draft, a lot of people thought that he was the best high school prospect in that draft. The best hit tool, definitely. Power. He's starting to show that down in low A Fredericksburg. And when he started last year, he was also in that category. But he stepped it up big time as far as extra base hits and home runs go. Because last year in Fredericksburg, he had a 375 slugging, which is good, but it's not great. This year, it's great. He's got a 493 slugging percentage on the year. This guy is hitting for extra base hits. He's hitting home runs. And that is what you want to see as far as development goes. Because we've seen it with guys who do have this potential in the Nationals farm system. You see it at first. It looks good. It takes everything about it looks and feels good. But then once they get later on in the minor leagues, it just all kind of crumbles down. And so Brady House is starting to show what he can do. 
in the excitement of both House and Lyle showing their ways as some people kind of wrote them off at some points last year is a big step for this Nationals farm system. And at this point, you could say they are the two best players production-wise outside of James Wood in the Nationals farm system in 2023. Because James Wood, I talk about him a lot. He's going to be a sure thing, great player in my mind. And his ceiling, he has no ceiling. He's that good. So thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first pitch. First pitch. Geez, what am I saying? The Nats play the New York Mets tonight at 7:10. Maybe Max Scherzer's on the hill this weekend. We'll just have to see. But the Nats hometown broadcast is with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals. Before we get into previewing the New York Mets series and to see if Max Scherzer can really pitch this weekend, we'll have to see about that. I'll answer what I think. But before we do that, I got to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Have you guys ever been to a game last minute and you just don't really have the seats that you wanted or you just don't have seats in general? Let me tell you guys about my friends at game time because they have you covered and it's only two clicks away that is why buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful because when there's game time you know it's fast reliable and most importantly easy because like i said it is two clicks away and they always have the killer deals and last minute tickets and their best price is always guaranteed that you can stop stressing over tickets and start getting hyped for the fun that you will have at a nationals game a concert a music event whichever it may be game time has you covered download the game time app Create an account and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, always guaranteed with my friends over at game time. And now we get into it as the Nationals take on the New York Mets going into this weekend. And tomorrow on the bump, or tonight rather, I will say I am recording this the night before because the Nationals had the night off on Thursday night. So get ahead of the work, dropping this episode early for people to enjoy heading into the weekend. Well, as of this point, the Nationals have not had an opposing pitcher announced yet by the New York Mets. Not for a single game this series. Because, you might ask, Max Scherzer had neck tightness. Last week, he was scratched, or on Tuesday, he was scratched from the rotation with neck soreness. Do you guys remember a time Max Scherzer was scratched for neck soreness? I do too. Good times, am I right? Good times. I remember them very well. But again, we flip the page. It's now time for a new dynasty in Washington, D.C. And Mackenzie Gore is certainly ahead of that as he's got a 3.65 ERA in seven starts this season, 37 inning pitch, and 48 strikeouts on the season with a 1-4-3 whip. Listen, Mackenzie Gore is that guy. Do you remember that meme? You're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy, pal. Well, if Max Scherzer was saying that to Mackenzie, Mackenzie Gore, he'd be saying, no, no, I'm that guy, pal. Because he is. He is that ace for this team. If we had a guy like a Paul Skeens, like you heard on yesterday's show, maybe he takes over Mackenzie Gore. Maybe he doesn't. 
But at the end of the day, I am willing to bet Mackenzie Gore going forward for the next five years will be your opening day starter. He is that good. And he really hasn't even touched his ceiling considering the fact that this guy has been walking runners at a really high rate. And that has been his only knock so far. Because in 37 innings pitched this year, he's got 19 walks. That's not so good. That's about a half walk per inning. Now, with that being said, is that the Mackenzie Gore that we'll be seeing for the next five years? No. He's going to be much better than walking these guys around because when he starts to really find the strike zone, the way that Josiah Gray has this year, just talk about Josiah Gray. He led the National League in walks last year. Guess what? He's cut down on the walks a huge amount, and look at the steps that he has made so far. He's now a sub-three ERA. He's been the Nationals' best pitcher this year, statistically. And he keeps the guys in games. Mackenzie Gore, in my opinion, is already here. He's already been good. He's already been very good, in my opinion. But the walks are what get him in trouble. So if he were to find the strike zone over this weekend, and especially tonight against the New York Mets, it would mean a lot to the Nationals and the Nationals fan base to beat the New York Mets. Listen, let's be honest here. We would love to have Steve Cohen as our owner. We would love to have someone like him to spend all the money in the world. But also, look at the Los Angeles Angels. They spend a lot of money. How is that doing for them? It's not doing so well. I'll tell you that right now. As right now, they are not even in the wild card race. They are in the race, you could say, as the Nationals are as well. But they aren't where they should be. And they haven't been where they should be for about a decade now. Because they've had the best player in the world with Mike Trout. Well, you know who trumped Mike Trout? His teammate, Shohei Otani. They've got the two best players in the world, and they still can't figure out a way to sneak in that postseason. It's not all about spending money. you got to draft and you got to develop these guys, which the New York Mets, to their credit, they've developed a lot of their own guys as well. But they've spent for guys like Max Scherzer and Justin Verlander. Hasn't worked out so well, as Max Scherzer has been having his worst year since his rookie season. I love Max Scherzer. I love the guy. But I'm not rooting for him in the New York Mets. He's old news. I'm rooting for Mackenzie Gore. I'm rooting for Josiah Gray. I want to see the guys who are on the team now ready to make a difference moving forward. I love you, Max. But the time has come. You've passed the torch. It's Mackenzie Gore time. It's Josiah Gray time. So let's see what the Nationals can do this weekend. When you got Mackenzie Gore to start on the mound this tonight. And I think we do get the win because at this point, we don't know who the Mets are going to start. And I will admit, I am recording this on a Thursday night. So maybe by Friday morning, which I'm sure we'll find out who will be the starter then. But at the end of the day, I'm riding with my guys, Mackenzie Gore and Josiah Gray. Thank you guys for making Locked On Nationals your first listen every day. And of course, the Nats play the Mets tonight at 7.10 Eastern time. You'll see Mackenzie Gore on the mound. Hopefully not walking batters, but I'm still predicting a win. The Nationals hometown broadcast is with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Just search Nationals. Guys, 
Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy Nationals baseball. This is an episode that dropped early today because of the Nationals day off yesterday. So you enjoy it. Have a good one. And of course, go now.